0: We do, however, have some provisional data that's been released, and it reports about 107,000 Americans died from drug overdoses in 2011, and unfortunately, that's a new high for the United States. Good day, and
1: welcome to another Cast podcast. I'm Bill Sawicki, Managing Editor of Healthcare IT News a HIMSS Media publication. Today, we'll be talking about how electronic health records can be used to fight the opioid crisis in the United States. My guest is David Bucciferro, Vice Chair of the Electronic Health Record Association. He also is co-chair of the EHRA's Opioid Crisis Task Force
0: and a special advisor to Foothold Technology. Welcome, David. Welcome. Thank you. I appreciate being here today and look forward to our conversation on this very critical issue. Let's jump in. I have uh, about five questions
1: for you today that I'd like to get through. My first question for you, uh, a broad question, if you could set the stage for our listeners, what is the state
0: of the opioid crisis in the U.S. today? Well, unfortunately, it's still bad and probably actually getting worse. COVID exasperated the problem and things may or will look worse as we pull out of the opioid crisis. It's a little difficult to assess assess exactly how severe it is because much of the public data, this public health mortality information that is published is usually about two years behind. And and the CDC data on opioid is not um, any different. We do, however, have some provisional data that's been released, and it reports about 107,000 Americans died from drug overdoses in 2011. And unfortunately, that's a new high for the United States. Of those, about 80,000 were opioid overdoses, the majority of which were attributed to synthetic opioids like fentanyl, which in many cases is added to other street drugs like heroin and cocaine. It's truly an epidemic of incredible proportions that's hit communities of every size, socioeconomic, ethnical, and race. And it just seems to be getting worse. It's just not getting any better. And unfortunately, there is, it's such a multifaceted problem that it's going to take efforts on many different fronts for us to really turn the tide on this crisis. I guess if we're looking for one silver lining in the opioid crisis right now, it is that the death rate in the last reported year did reduce from 30% to 15%. And that since the early 20s, 10s, in that period of time, opioid drug reformulation and declining prescription rates have also resulted in embedding mortality from prescription opioids. Unfortunately, at the same time, illicit opioids such as heroin and fentanyl have increased and have kept the opioid overdose rate so very high. Yeah,
1: it is a sad story, um, but hopefully uh, you'll have uh, some good news in yeah. what the EHRA is doing. Yeah. Um, so that leads to my next question. What drove the Electronic Health Record Association to create its Opioid Crisis Task Force in 2018?
0: Well, since our inception in 2004, the EHRA really brought together companies that develop market and support electronic health records to collaborate on issues that impact our business, but also those of our collective customers. We work really in a unified voice on these kinds of topics in a non-competitive way. The opioid crisis really started to become very important to those definitions and those programs that we provide technology to. We operate on a premise that rapid widespread adoption is essential to improve care. And the association with this members organizations really decided that this was an area that we, we really needed to address and that we really needed to um, take on. So when we sought out information, We sought out people that were involved or interested in this. We really got an overwhelming response of individuals that wanted to participate and to work on this. You know, for me, I became even more interested in this after reading um, Sam Keone's book called Dreamland, which really talked about the opioid epidemic and hit so many of us. And a lot of us came from healthcare. So this really meant... An awful lot to us and felt like we really needed to do this in a collective way. Many of the companies had done individual and really good things around the opioid crisis and then implemented some really good technologies, but we needed to take all of that and bring it together under one umbrella. And so we were able to bring pharmacists and doctors and nurses and technical experts from all of our companies together and to really start to address the, the issue from an ehr perspective
1: so that leads perfectly into my next question which is how exactly can ehrs help fight the opioid crisis
0: well as you know you know ehrs are a major contributing contributor to improving healthcare for patients The EHR can accomplish a lot of things on its own, but in conjunction with other healthcare technologies and clinical workflows, we can do a lot more. So by putting clinically pertinent information in the hands of the right person at the right time, really has a major impact on healthcare. The HR is able to do that and we're able to put that information in the hands when we need to do that. It's also an instrument that helps with clinical workflow. And we are able to do that through tools such as uh, MME calculators and clinical support that focuses on best practices in, in this field. And with that, we feel like we can really make an impact or felt we could really make an impact on the treatment of opioids. You know, we're not the sole contributor and no single information source or technology can really be, but through a thoughtful workflow design, integrating all of these tools together, the the EHRA felt that we could make an impact. What have been some of the
1: more formal findings
0: of the task force in recent years? We really looked at this from multiple ways. We decided that we would sort of break our work up into two different areas, that of technology and that of policy. And the first thing that we actually looked at was to evaluate the current status of two technologies that were out there, two programs that were already in existence the um, electronic prescribing of controlled substance and the prescription drug monitoring program. So, when we looked at those two programs, what we did was we decided that we would take a state by state landscape and see how not only that information was integrated into an EHR, but how that information was available to clinicians trying to work within the opioid crisis framework. You know, briefly, for folks who don't know, you know, electronic prescribing is a way in which pharmacies are able to to obtain prescriptions without having the clinician write them it cuts down on a lot of errors, a lot of issues that revolve around that. The EPCS program is sort of an offshoot of that in that it requires that individuals um, who are prescribing controlled substances must utilize an electronic um, prescribing system. It, It really is in place that can really cut down on errors and forgery and diversion of scripts, and theft of scripts, um, really critical factors in the fight against the opioid crisis. The PDMP program, which is a a major technology in the fight against opioids, that can really provide health authorities with the information about prescribing and patient behaviors they need. So, you know, the term of Dr. Hopping, this really was able to address that by identifying early on what prescriptions someone may be obtaining and where they're obtaining them and how frequently they're obtaining them. But it's only as useful as the information being in the right people's hands. And unfortunately, at the time we did our study, many states were not sharing information with other providers. Many states had their own data elements The information was not as readily available because many of the jurisdictions that controlled the PDMP program did so for different purposes. Much of that is better now. In fact, um, many of those barriers are now gone and we're seeing a much better use of the PDMP program and the use of EPCS. When we first did this, for example, I think there were only seven or eight states that were using EPCS. And at the time, very few states were were sharing information across channels and that's changed. So we, we created this landscape, we provided this landscape to federal and state officials, and we feel like that was helpful in, in trying to better understand what needed to be done from a policy perspective. We also created a list of elements, data elements that would really make up a core set that clinicians could use in in their work um, within the opioid field. We then turned our focus on uh, putting together an implementation guide that really looked at the 12 recommendations that the um, CDC had put out in 2016. It was a really good guide. It was a great guide actually, but it wasn't getting a whole lot of implementation at a, at a provider level because it didn't go into that, that level of um, definition. So what we did was we tried to provide a commentary on each statement, on each recommendation so that providers would have a menu of options for implementing these solutions. So we organized the solutions from simplest to most complex. And they, we tried to tailor each of those to various organizations, practices, protocols, and state laws. After that, we decided that we would move on and really look at another major area of focus um, in the opioid crisis, and that's around the tapering guidelines around opioid use. So we looked at recommendations from the United States um, CDC from the VA, from the DoD, from HHS, we looked at as many various sources and we created what we call the opioid tapering Im- implementation guide for electronic health records and this was really designed to enable organizations to really look at healthcare information technology and more rapidly implement these because it was so difficult to take that information and turn it into a technology on your own. So this guide um, has been out there now for I believe a little over a year and it's gotten um, some really good use. It's really focused on looking at new and updated products and services that can help hospitals and physician practices to really implement best practices in, in their care.
1: I've, I've uh, studied the guide before uh, this interview, and it's very impressive. Um, I hope many, many uh, organizations make good use of it. My final question for you today, what should healthcare provider organizations, CIOs, and other health IT leaders be doing today with their EHRs to help combat the opioid epidemic?
0: So we recognize that this is far from over. Um, we recognize that we are a single player in this, this big battle to take on this crisis. Um, we also recognize that as COVID came in, the fight against the opioid crisis took a little bit of a backseat. Um, one of the things that we're doing is we're really renewing our our efforts at looking at different ways that technology can play in combating the the crisis. We want to look at various new practices. We want to look at various new efforts so that we can, in addition to the, to the legal prescription of medications, we can start to look at the use of non-prescribed um, illegal drugs as well and ways in which an EHR can can focus on that. So what we're looking at and is really around machine learning Artificial intelligence to offer some hope that improvements in early detection and identification of at-risk population can really be impacted. AI and machine learning also offer opportunities to simplify workflow and make clinical decision support in crisis situations easier and better. And long-term pain management solutions can really be looked at from, from a perspective that both helps the individual with the pain, but also looks at the potential for um, someone becoming addicted to those pain medications. So knowing that this is like far from over, there's a lot of different things that have, we have to really take into account, and I'm hoping that that folks are looking at those, you know, the financial aspect, both from the cost of healthcare and the economy in general, but also that human societal tragedy that the opioid crisis has caused for so many people. So there's many facets of the opioid stewardship that everyone involved can really take part in and can be improved, whether it be through technologies where we can um, improve referrals of treatment, where we can have better drug diversion monitoring, where we can have better calculations uh, in our data, where analytics can start to play a a, a perspective where urine drug screening test information can be shared more um, frequently, where naloxone use is, fingertips of the people who need it, knowing whether somebody had it an hour ago, a week ago, or a month ago, and how many doses may they have had in the last month or quarter or or even day. PDMP setups and making it easier for organizations to have PDMP data at their fingertips. So organizations should really choose and prioritize these kinds of areas to dig in and optimize one at a time to maximize their use, you know, work with your EHR to implement these guidelines that have been identified in the CDC opioid guidelines. Work with your vendor, whoever they may be, to ensure that your workflows are consistent with clinical practice. Work with your EHR partners to see how patient engagement can improve clinical information that can help with early identification and preventative efforts. Work with your federal and state officials to make sure that any barriers to access real-time comprehensive data is eliminated, whether that be various rules that may be in place, maybe it needs modification of HIPAA, whatever you identify as really being a barrier, work with your various officials to really do that. You know, just a little bit of from a personal perspective, when I was involved in program development in the behavioral health field, I would tell Providers, regardless of the size of the area you pick, implement one with the full vigor of your organization, then move on to the next. Prioritize what's important for the people you're working with and just keep going until you've implemented all the tools that are possible to combat this crisis. Taking one at a time is is really going to help in trying to find what the root cause of this is and starting to address it.
1: I would like to thank my guest today, David Bucciferro, Vice Chair of the Electronic Health Record Association and Co-Chair of the EHRA's Opioid Crisis Task Force and a special advisor to
0: Foothold Technology. Thank you
1: very much, David.
0: Thank you very much. I'd like to thank Hims for all the work they do. And really a great shout out to the work that our vendors do in trying to um, beat this crisis and beat this battle. It, it's going to take all of us. It's going to take a concerted effort from, from folks of all walks of life in every different area of healthcare to really combat this. And I, I thank you for bringing this topic forward. Absolutely.
1: Um, and to all of our HIMSCAST podcast listeners, stay tuned. Another HIMSCAST will be coming soon.